Welcome to the Thriving Birth Worker Podcast, a space for conversations about how you, the birth worker, can create not only a fulfilling and sustainable career, but a joyful and thriving life. I'm Erin Underwood, an educator, movement specialist, mother of four boys, and a total anatomy nerd. My passion is to see birth workers encouraged, supported, and empowered in their careers and life. Hello, fellow birth workers. I am really excited about today's conversation. This is going to be the Thriving Birth Worker Podcast's second mentor session. So what is a mentor session? I am so glad you asked. It's basically, if you could sit down with someone who has been in the birthing world working for years and listen to their wisdom, their experience, and their knowledge and soak it all up, all the questions that you just kind of have hanging over your head. This is what we dive into in these podcasts. So many of us want to mentor, but after our trainings, it can sometimes feel disjointed or it's hard to find someone, it's hard to connect. And so these podcasts have been a really fun avenue to bring that mentorship more accessible, make it free, and then you can even dive into a little bit deeper with some of these teachers. So it's pretty amazing in my opinion. So we are designed for mentorship as human beings. One of the points that we covered in today's podcast was our deep need for someone more experienced to help guide us on our journey, whatever kind of journey that we're on. And that it's not a negative reflection on what we know or what we don't know, or that somehow that we are less than because we need a mentor. It's simply how we humans are wired. I am so excited that we get to chat with Darcy Sars today. Before I introduce you to Darcy and her amazing wisdom, I want to let you all know that this is the last week to sign up for the Thriving Birth Worker Movement Method course for the Founders Launch. So Founders Launch means that I'm going to be opening the doors again, but I want to be giving a lot of special attention to this group in the private Facebook group. And I want to honor those who are willing to trust me and dive in uh, on this first go around. And so this is going to be the lowest price I will be offering the course for. I'll be raising the price on the next launch. I have loved the last few workshops, sharing the power behind knowing how to move, not just what exercises to do. So I've loved hearing your aha moments and what shifts you're already experiencing in your body just from applying the information in the workshop. And I can't wait to walk with this special group to develop a holistic, full-body approach to building functional strength. The course is accredited for 11 continued education hours from MIAC, which Donna also accepts. This work is empowering and really helps us shift our focus and values when it comes to living in this body. I was thinking most of us have this understanding of taking care of our tools, especially the ones we invest more money into. Well, our bodies are really our most important tool that we are given and investing in this one tool that we can only get this one of is pretty impactful investment that we can make. If you're wanting to join this amazing community on our journey, you can find all the details over at erinunderwoodmovement.com or under the show notes today uh, at thethrivingbirthworker.com. If you are not a doula, please hang in there with me. I promise this episode will be worth your while. Because we not only discuss the importance of postpartum doula work for our culture and how you can play a role in supporting this vulnerable time of transition for 
many in our communities, we also get into some fun marketing um, understanding. And Darcy really is a powerful resource for understanding marketing as well. So Darcy has had three babies in four years and since then has been passionate about helping other women through the postpartum period. The doula Darcy, that's her nickname, has worked one-on-one with hundreds of new moms and babies in New England. And Darcy is a member of DONA, so Doulas for North America, and Kappa, Childbirth and Postpartum Professional Association. She lives in New Hampshire with her husband and three children. She has over 10 years of experience as a postpartum doula, provides training, and helps mentor the next generation of doulas in the joy and beauty of supporting our birthing communities. Darcy, welcome to the Thriving Birth Worker Podcast. How are you today? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Me too. I'm really, I've been looking forward to this conversation. So for those of my listeners who haven't heard of you, could you just give us a little bit of background of what you're doing now, but also how you got there? Sure. So, um, well, it's a little bit of a long story, but I'll shorten it up. But I, so I'm a postpartum doula. I've been a postpartum doula for 10 years. Um, and now I'm kind of pivoting and also offering postpartum doula mentoring to other postpartum doulas. Because before I had kids and before I became a postpartum doula, I worked in advertising and marketing for 10 years. And that really, um, I had to lean on that experience as I launched my own postpartum doula business. And it was really the key to my success to building a thriving postpartum doula business in my small town. So now I I'm, I'm want to use my experience to help other postpartum doulas build thriving businesses because I just think, and especially now with coronavirus, I mean, the world needs more postpartum doulas out there working. And I don't want it to be the marketing that's holding you back from serving more families. So that's really my, my passion right now. Um, and then how I got there. So I thought it'd be fun in college to <laughs> major in mass communications. But <laughs> so that's how I ended up in the advertising field. But then I had my daughter And I was like, all right, so birth is the big thing that I need to prepare for. And um, ended up having, you know, an emergency C-section and my postpartum period just was not what I expected. Um, And I, I was really just kind of, it just I, it was like I was hit by a truck, physically, emotionally. <laughs> and so that's what fueled me to become a postpartum doula. I wanted to help other women not go through what I went through in those first few weeks, months, years <laughs> um, after I had my baby. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It can be, I had with my first, especially a severe like postpartum depression and just was drowning. So let's start there. Let's start with, at least for myself, at that point in time, I wasn't a doula. I wasn't connected to the birth world at all. I had no idea that this existed. Yeah. That postpartum doulas were even a thing. And so I just remember even myself, like my husband had to go back to work. and. 
I was home and my baby was screaming and I didn't know what to do. And I felt like a horrible mother and my hormones are a mess. And I just was like, I remember calling him on his lunch break, like sobbing, like, I can't do this. Um, And so how do you start with even introducing people to this idea, like letting them know that it's even an option because what you've said too about, you know, marketing basically. And so Mm. not sounding, and I think a lot of people, especially doulas, they want to sound authentic. They don't want to sound salesy. Um, But we do have to create awareness that this is even an option for people because it is so important. Mm -hmm. It absolutely is. And I want to just say I was the same when I had my babies. I didn't know what a doula was. I definitely, I maybe had heard of a birth doula. I definitely didn't know what a postpartum doula was. So, and I always say, if someone had just come into my living room and been like, hey, you're doing okay. And this is all normal. Everything you're thinking, doing, everything your baby's doing. You know, I thought I was just doing it all wrong (laughs) and that I was, like you said, that I was a horrible mother. Um, If a professional had just showed up and been like, no, you're fine. This is great. This is normal. You're supposed to feel inadequate. (laughs) It would have changed everything. I wouldn't have spent months beating myself up and, you know, feeling horrible. So that's, you know, one of my favorite things as a postpartum doula now is to just normal, you know, reassure people that they're doing a fine job and that this is normal. And um, so to your question, um, I think you do have to just start, I call it like live, walking your walk, like everywhere I, so when I first started, I just, I had this like fire in my belly to help all the moms. So I just, if I saw someone with a baby, I'd strike up a conversation. Um, You know, even just even at a neighborhood cookout, if people are like, oh, what are you up to now? Like, oh, I'm a postpartum doula. You have to be talking about it all the time. And I think once you do, you start to find, like people say, postpartum doula, what's that? Mm -hmm. But then when you're like, oh, I uh, show up to your house after you have a baby and I make sure that you're eating a good sandwich and drinking water and staying hydrated and I'll take care of the baby so that mom can go nap and take a shower. You know, I like to talk about it in terms like that instead of saying postpartum doulas provide emotional, physical, and informational support, you know. So I always uh, suggest to my clients that they really, you know, tell a story. And if you're doing that at a cookout, every single person that you talk to, if they've had a baby in the past, 50 years, they're going to say, wow, I wish I had had that. Like I've not, that is the most common response I get when I explain what it is a postpartum doula does. People Mm -hmm. say they can, they can be 60 years old and they say, wow, that sounds amazing. I wish I had that. And then what happens is they say, hmm, my daughter's about to have a baby or my friend, my coworkers about to have a baby. Like that's how you get clients by talking about the real ways you support families. And it's kind it sells itself. Like who, 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 whoever, whoever has experienced the reality of the postpartum period knows that a postpartum doula is a no brainer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
So absolutely. Yeah. So it's just a matter of getting out there and talking about it in person on your social media, you know, having a good website um, and networking within your community. But yeah, spreading the word is vital. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to get into some more specifics, but first I just wanted to pick your brain on I think there is in the doula world a strong gravitational pull towards being a birth doula. Mm-hmm. And postpartum doulas seem to be the less desirable route. Mm-hmm. I think it might be because, I mean, in a birth experience, there's a lot of reward in that moment. There's a huge um, hormonal and transitional period to be a part of and it feels very sacred and special but when we don't see the entire you know, newborn fourth trimester stage in that way i think it can almost seem less i don't know what word to put used to it but basically less attractive for mm-hmm. us to want to spend our time there um why do you think that is because when we're sitting here talking about it it's clearly not just birth, but this whole transitional stage where these parents need to be supported. And yet, I think there's just this resistance towards really throwing ourselves into the postpartum doula world. Not entirely. There's definitely yeah. some amazing postpartum doulas. But when I hear people talking about doula training, or I want to be a doula, it's all focused on the birth. It's yes. all focused on being there. And so I'm just curious, because I know you've been in this world for a while, you do yeah. some trainings. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Erin, that is a great question because I see the same thing. And can I blame the patriarchy? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think it's like this deep-rooted... So there's the classic like, oh, um, you know, once the baby's born, how many doctor's appointments does a newborn have in the first year? Eight or something? And a new mom has one Mm -hmm. and it's six weeks after she delivers. So that's kind of where it stems from. It's like, oh, you give birth and the the birth is the big thing. And that's, um, you know, the most important thing. And I certainly felt that way. Like I read all these books about giving birth. I did not read one thing about caring for a newborn or the postpartum Mm -hmm. period. And, you know, I always say, like, the baby's going to come out, but you have to take care of it. Like, you, there's no, in our culture, there's no focus on the preparation for postpartum in terms of learning newborn care, postpartum healing, physical recovery for the birthing person, um, breastfeeding. You know, it's just not talked about. It's like, you know, even on TV and movies, like, it's, it's the birth, the birth, the birth, and then the movie ends. Mm-hmm. With you know, the baby in the parents' arms in the bed, and so, um, I'm kind of joking when I'm saying I'm blaming the patriarchy, but it's just it's kind of how our society's set up. Like the focus is on the baby, and then what we talk about is that mom should the birthing person should lose the weight in a couple weeks and be back on Instagram smiling. And, you know, we just don't talk about (laughs) what goes on. Um, So, but then I think also, you know, like you said, like there's a high that comes from being a birth doula and being at the birth and, you know, postpartum is more of a slow 
progress. Um, so, but then, but, you know, I guess for me, it's kind of a funny question because for me, I had zero interest in being a birth doula. Like, uh, you know, birth is great. It, I think it's interesting. It's a miracle. It's fascinating, but I don't, I don't want to be there. I don't want to be there for 30 hours. <laughs> so, um, I, so for me, like my passion was the postpartum period. So for me, there was no question, like I am going to be, you know, I only want to be a postpartum doula. And I love when I meet people that say the same thing. And it's a question I get a lot. Like, can I be just a postpartum doula? I was actually just this morning talking about this with another postpartum doula. We have to stop saying that we're just postpartum doulas. We are mm -hmm. specifically postpartum doulas because it's a very important job and we need to be putting more emphasis on that. Yeah. Sacred time period for a family. Um, so, and, and then in terms of being a doula, I think one thing people should think about is I think it's a lot more sustainable. It's easier to, I should say, to have a sustainable postpartum doula business. It's easier to thrive because, you know, you're working in maybe four or five or six hour shifts and they're scheduled. You know, you're not leaving in the middle of the night and you don't know when you're going to come back from a birth, you know, and there's no, there's not really an on-call aspect to being a postpartum doula. So um, it's much more controllable. And in that control, you have the chance to, to build it out as a sustainable business where I, I'm, you know, I meet so many birth doulas who burn out um, because you know, of the hours and the overnights and the, the on-call life. So I think, you know, one benefit of being a postpartum doula is, is that piece of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of just took my next question out of my mouth oh. where I was just going to talk to you about like, you know, 10 years of being a doula because you're a postpartum mm -hmm. doula. Um, that's a long time for a lot of people because there is, you hear a lot about burnout. You hear a lot about the overwhelm. You hear a lot about how rough it is on your family and because the on-call and the like you said when you walk out the door you have no idea when you're going to come back it could be in six hours it could be in 36 hours you have right. no idea yeah. um and so even this idea of integrating like supplementing part of your you know birth doula work with this more sustainable not, i don't want to say more sustainable but, yeah you know, i know that has the practical elements that are maybe more conducive to if you have your own family or um, other things in your life where it's like, oh, you know, even your dog, like, right. <laughs> yeah, like who's going to feed the dog or walk the dog or whatever when you don't know when you're going to be back. So do you think that's part of, yeah, I guess I just want to hear a little bit of behind uh, what has helped you stick with it or what makes you love it still 10 years later? Yeah. So I... I, I just, I don't know. I think I'll love it forever. I, you know, I always say it's the best job in the world, but I always also equate it to, I'm also a yoga teacher. So like when you teach a yoga class, when you first come in, everybody's kind of jittery and chatting and fidgeting on their mat. And then at the end of the class, after an hour of doing yoga, everybody's just blissed out and calm that like the energy in the room has totally changed. And that, that's what I also love about postpartum doula work. Like you show up, mom's crying, 
um, babies crying, the house is a mess, you know, and everything seems out of control and just high energy. And like, you know, by the time you're there for four hours, like mom gets a nap, baby gets fed and comforted and this and that, and the laundry's folded and the kitchen's tidied up. But like by the time you leave, like the difference in the mom's face from the beginning when I walk through the door and then as I'm saying goodbye is so totally different. And that's what I love about it. Like bringing that sense of calm and contentment to new parents, Mm -hmm. um, it, I guess is what keeps me going. And, and then also just, you know, every client I help is, is a little bit, I used to joke, like it was kind of like therapeutic, like me washing someone else's dishes while they napped, it ju- it made me so happy because I was like, gosh, if only someone had done this for me. And and like mm. my mom did do this for me, but you know, I just think everyone you ha- I help, it just makes me happy. And so, um, not to get into a whole thing about like healing your own birth story or whatever, you know, <laughs> um, but. Yeah. Um, because I certainly, you know, do set up the boundaries with that. But I just mean it's it's so it's so satisfying to make someone else's postpartum time period better, and mm-hmm. whether it's you know answering their questions about a colicky baby or helping them solve a breastfeeding you know challenge, um, to just you know knowing that they are getting the nap they so desperately crave. <laughs> it's just, um, it's so, uh, it's just so deeply satisfying. Um, and, you know, I love connecting with new families and um, it's just a real, it's just such a unique and special job. I think um, I, I just, I can't imagine that I would ever burn out from it. But that being said, I do <laughs> have to say, um, I do have to set up, you know, certain boundaries. Like I, uh, there have been times where, you know, the client load is such where I'm working, you know, juggling a lot more families than I usually do and, you know, working very long days. Um, and you know, you just have to build in that your own self-care. I remember during my training, my trainer said that she scheduled herself a massage every month. And at the time I was like, oh my gosh, I would like, that's so, I I would never do that. That's a lot of money. And why would you need that? But I totally do it now um, (laughs) because, um, you know, I know birth doula work is physically demanding. Postpartum doula work is too. If you're holding and shushing and rocking a baby that's fussy or, um, you know, it can be demanding on your own body, but it's, it's also can be emotionally, um, challenging, you know, to really show up and reflectively listen. And, um, you know, always like my mind is always going a mile a minute, you know, making sure I'm really listening. I'm not putting my own projections on things and, And then just some of the situations that some families are dealing with, it can be really, you get really emotionally invested. So taking the time to, you know, go get a monthly massage and, you know, I have a pretty, I really finally, 
I'm sticking to a good exercise regimen because for me, that's how I blow off steam. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so I, it's taken me a while, but really real recognizing that building in self-care to my schedule is like the most important thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I think when I first started out, I was like, oh, it's more important to fill my calendar with clients and I'll, you know, I'll skip exercising this week or, um, you know, I'll, I'll work through a lunch. Um, but you know, it's taken me some years to realize like, no, I I need to eat lunch (laughs) and I need that Mm -hmm. 9am yoga class that I'm going to take or, you know, or whatever it is. So, um, I don't want to make it sound like it's been all rainbows. Right. Awesome. So. That's beautiful. I really loved your description of all of that. And it is, you know, it's that balance of like, it's the most amazing job, but it's also very, it can be challenging and draining. And (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think sometimes the transition phase into it can uh, be a little rough. It's, and I don't want to like get down on trainings of doulas or whatever, but um, there can be some frustration from the training or certification or whatever route exactly the doulas go to, to enter into this world. And then all of a sudden they're on their own and they're basically an entrepreneur who mm-hmm. are having to figure out how to actually run a business, how to get their name out there, how to, you know, and I think sometimes in some trainings there, I think I hear more and more, like there's actually some more practical training going on, but in some trainings, it's more just like, there's a need and you won't have any problem finding clients. Right. And <laughs> it's then they get out there and they're like, wait, like I, no one even knows I exist. Like now what do I do? So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're so right. I think that for me, that was my biggest challenge coming out of my postpartum doula training. I remember driving home with like the music cranked. I was so pumped that I, you know, I, I was trained now I could start working and I like woke up the next morning and I was like, oh, wait. There, <laughs> there's not a line of new moms at my door and there's no, like, I can't go on, you know, monster.com and find a postpartum doula job. Like I'm going to have to build this business myself. So luckily I had that experience. I could do it, but I think I, I meet so many birth doulas and postpartum doulas that, that they've done all the work and the time and the money to get trained and certified, but then they end up going back to waitressing or their desk job or whatever because they can't find enough clients to make this doula job, um, you know, feasible. And I, I, it makes me sad that it's the marketing piece that is making that happen because a lot of times I find doulas don't even recognize that they think oh maybe i need more training Mm -hmm. um i just i have if you go to my website you can get i've made a decision making checklist of you know if you if you're thinking of you know signing up for additional training like let's walk through this checklist and decide do you really need more training or do you really need should you put that time and energy into marketing yourself is it you know people aren't I always say people aren't hiring you because you're not trained enough. They're hiring you because they haven't heard of you. Mm-hmm. So um, I think the marketing piece, the entrepreneurial piece is so important. Um, 
And it, and it can be overwhelming. And I want to just remind people that it can be fun. Like it's fun to make your website. It's fun to get out in your community and network and talk about being a doula. And um, I, I just, I love kind of mentoring doulas through that process and helping them with the marketing piece of their business so that they can, I want you to be a doula. I don't want you to have to go back to, you know, a part-time job to keep the money coming in. You know, if you're uh, waiting tables, that's time that you're not spending helping a family that could be two blocks away that really needs your help. So um, I think that the marketing piece is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's why I created the postpartum doula Academy, which is a three month program that, um, it's, you know, video modules that help you with the marketing, different aspects of marketing, social media, building a website, networking, um, speaking at events, things like that. Then we have a group Facebook group and then monthly calls. So you get more one-on-one mentoring, um, but it's really kind of that missing piece that you need after your certification to really get out there. You know, I feel like there's this time, like you get your certification, you work with your three certifying families, and then you get going and like a few months go by and you're like, wait, I've only had one client, you know, my friend's friend. Um, what am I doing wrong? And so like, that's where, that's the, the, the problem that the Postpartum Doula Academy solves. Um, and I, I always say, just follow me on Instagram at the doula Darcy. I'm always like talking about tips for marketing your, your doula business. So this is my, this is my new passion. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's so good. We just, and I think there's just this holistic approach. If you, we zoom really out, like well, what's missing in our culture is this like community aspect. So if we mm. were like, if you know, a little bit about like other cultures that have much more community. It's like they, all the women naturally come around the new mom and they're taking care of their kids and they're bringing food. And like, there isn't that like a doula would be out of place in that situation because those needs are already met. And yet in our culture, we're so isolated. It's just us. Maybe there's a grandma, maybe there's a parent, you know, around, Mm -hmm. but mostly we're on our own. And so that's where their need comes in. And then even now with this training, like we get this training and then we are a lot of times on our own, like mm-hmm. by ourselves trying to figure it out. And then I think sometimes we feel like something's wrong with us because I should just naturally know how to do all these things. And it's like, no, we do need mentorship. We yes. need someone who has walked the path before us, who has made the mistakes, who has had the same frustrations we've had and has figured out exactly, um, you know, not every single exact answer, but they have really good principles and things that have worked and things that definitely don't work. So don't spend your time and your money there. Yeah. And they say like, even just basic, like the, and I mean, I am a perpetual student. I have probably too many certifications just because <laughs> that's what I love to do. And I think a lot of people in this realm get kind of drawn into that cycle of like, if I had another certification and just to have a mentor say, okay, that's, I love that you want to learn. But let's actually ask, you know, is this really going to serve what your actual goals are? And right. let's talk about that and say, okay, if your goal is to get more clients, that might not be the best way to spend your money. Let's go look over here. And mm-hmm. so 
so valuable that I just want to say, like, if someone needs mentorship, okay, we all need mentorship. Let's just right. put it that way. Yeah. And it doesn't mean like, oh, somehow I'm stupid or somehow like, oh. I should just figure all this out on my own. Like no one, like we're not designed, we are designed for communities. So, yes. um, so cool what you're doing there. Uh, yeah. I love that analogy of comparing it to the postpartum period. Like I always say, you know, there's always that argument of like, oh, postpartum doulas are a new, it's a new fad or it's for rich people. And I'm like, no, this has existed since the beginning of time. We are the yes. women of the village helping the women of the village. When you, when there is a new baby in the village, everybody comes around to support that family. You know, mm -hmm. you, it's, it is impossible to do it on your own. And the same goes for starting a doula business. It's, it's almost impossible to do it on your own. You need support. You need that community, as you said. Um, so there was a recent study by the Harvard Business School that studied female and male entrepreneurs. And I thought this was so interesting. So the number one key to success for male entrepreneurs, I, honestly, I can't even remember what their number one key was, but for <laughs> female, the number one key to success for female entrepreneurs was a community of like-minded female entrepreneurs. Mm. So I think that's so fascinating and just so aligned with doula work. Like Obviously, we're stronger together. We need each other's support. I always go back to that Guatemalan birth study about, you know, the they told the birthing person that there was a person on the other side of the curtain that had given birth before, and those births were faster and less painful. Um, you know, and the the quote unquote doula in that situation didn't even do anything. They were just there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I mean, there's there's like, there's power in that community. So that's exactly was my dream in creating the Postpartum Doula Academy. I keep each session to t just 10 doulas. So it's a nice small group. So you really get to know the other doulas. And, uh, you know, in our Facebook group, you're getting that daily connection and support and like, you know, oh, here's my new webpage I just made. What do you guys think? Or here's what happened today with my client. What would you guys do in this situation? You know, it's, it's that feedback and community and support that you need to grow and to thrive. And I think in any situation, hiring a mentor is, you know, like you said, it's not a sign of weakness or that you're, you don't know enough or you're not smart enough. It's, it's a sign of strength. It's going to help you save time and money. You know, you're going to, you're going to fast forward ahead by getting this sage advice from a mentor. Um, so, you know, I think it's one of the smartest things you can do as you own your own business is find someone, you know, whether it's a paid mentor or what, you know, whether you join a postpartum doula academy or not, you know, find another doula in your community to be your mentor. Like, it's only going to help you. Mm -hmm. That's really good. So my question would be, we're talking about what are good choices to make if you're, as you're starting out. Mm -hmm. I'm curious if what's top couple mistakes you see new doulas make, like where they, like we talked about, like the wanting to constantly be on the certification wheel of I need more certifications. Do you see anything else that comes up uh, regularly where you would just say as a mentor, I wouldn't spend my time there or my money there? Yeah. Um, it's funny because I, one of the things, first things I say in the academy is like, this is not about 
you know, you joining this and then me saying, oh, go spend $2,000 on radio. Like all my marketing suggestions are basically free grassroots things. Like you can, you can build a successful doula business without spending a lot of money. And um, so I just want to throw that out there. But so the mistakes I see are kind of those kind of things. And this, these are mistakes I made. I always, um, I tell this story of, you know, that when I first started, there was a 5k in my town called moms on the run. And it was on mother's day. And I was like, Oh, perfect mothers. There's gonna be hundreds of mothers there. I'll, I paid a lot of money to be a sponsor and I had balloons and to make a long story short, I got nothing out of it. No one even stopped at my table. (laughs) And if I had thought it through, you know, people that are running a 5k aren't having a baby anytime soon. So, um, you know, in general. So I think honestly, as a doula, anything you spend a lot of money on is probably not going to be a good investment. So, you know, like investing in radio advertising or an ad in your local newspaper or the, you know, the local newspaper website. Those kind of things aren't going to get you clients. What's going to get you clients is actual networking, like getting out into the community, connecting with the other birth workers and, you know, perinatal providers in your area. And that's free. So that's the great news. Um, Let's see. I think the, yeah, like the most common mistake is thinking that you need to spend more money on more trainings, more certifications. Another mistake that I see is possibly, you know, think, I guess just getting, I don't know if this would be considered a mistake, but just being caught up in the, the, the the idea that it's your, you're not good enough. Like you're not getting clients because your website isn't fancy enough or you don't have professional photography or you're not, you know, you don't have 17 letters after your name, you know, (laughs) in terms of certifications. Um, You know, I think, I, I always say, like, are you not getting hired? You know, are they hiring other postpartum doulas because that that postpartum doula also knows belly binding and Ayurvedic cooking? You know, is that when people say they're not going to hire you, is that their reasoning? Or are people just not, are you just not even getting those interviews and, you know, being, I'm not explaining myself well, and not being chosen? Um, mm-hmm. Are you are you just not getting the inflow of incoming leads because you're not out there? You're not marketing yourself. Um, so don't blame you as a person. Like blame your lack of emphasis on marketing. <laughs> does that make sense? So it's not no, it it's not your skill set. It's not your personality. It's not your headshot. It's that you're not consistently posting on social media. It's that you're not posting doula teas every month. It, you know, it's, it's, it's the marketing. It's not you. I think that's the biggest thing. Good. 
Well, as we wrap up here, we might have already covered this, but I just, I like to ask this question of if you could go back in time to 10 years ago and hold your own hand and look yourself in the eye, what would you tell yourself about your upcoming journey? (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Um, That to go for it, that this is the right path and this is what you were born to do. And that it seems scary, but it's totally going to pay off and be the best, most rewarding job you've ever had. That is awesome. Yeah. I think that's a really fabulous way to wrap up this conversation. So Darcy, um, how can our listeners connect with you? Can you tell us about your website, uh, social media, um, where they can find out about Postpartum Doula Academy, all the good stuff? Sure. So I think probably the easiest is just find me on Instagram at the doula Darcy. Uh, like I said, I'm always posting there and in my Instagram stories, just sharing tips. Um, and you can shoot me a DM if you want to connect. And then my website is the forward slash doulas. And that's where you can find out about the postpartum doula Academy. I also have some smaller offerings like a self-paced online class called kickstart your postpartum doula business, which is all about Nailing the prenatal interview. It's a checklist for 10 touch points to cover on your first postpartum doula visit. Um, and then five tips to get your next five clients. Because there's also that piece of it. Like you finish your certification, you're ready, you're qualified, you're certified. But then you're like, wait, what do I actually do when I <laughs> get to the mom's house? And, that, and then like, and then how do I get the next client and the next client? So that's what that... Um, helps with. So yeah, the doulaDarcy.com forward slash doulas is where you can find all my offerings. Um, and like I said, I will, I'll send you a link. Maybe you can put it in the show notes for my free decision-making checklist on uh, how to choose the next training for mm-hmm. after you become a postpartum doula. Awesome. Um, so so well, yeah. Thank you so much, Darcy. For, I just love having mentors on this podcast because even now sometimes it's so hard to I think sometimes we want to find like a mentor that's in our community and while that's amazing when that happens like with the internet and technology I have so many mentors that don't even know I exist Mm -hmm. uh, through avenues like podcasts and the internet and so I just thank you for sharing your wisdom and mentoring us today oh my pleasure that's so true I I I always say that I'm such a fangirl of so many people who, like you said, don't even know I exist, but you learn so much. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So actually, and that reminds me, I also have a podcast called the Your Birth, Your Worth podcast, where we dive deep on how like our feelings of worth affect our birth stories and our postpartum experiences and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Darcy. Thank you so much for having me, Erin. This was so much fun. It was. I am so grateful to know that these amazing mentors are out there in the world ready to support us on our own journeys. If you are loving these mentor sessions, go. I encourage you to jump on back to our first mentor session with midwife Kristen Downer, which was episode 20. So after those two episodes back to back, I'm sure you'll be feeling recharged and refocused and ready to continue on building your own birth worker business. If you're wanting to connect with Darcy, be sure to jump on over to our website and follow her on our Instagram page. 
So not only does she provide wisdom for your birth work, but she also supports the marketing side of business as well, which can sometimes feel overwhelming. And I have the links to her Instagram, her website, and her Kickstart Your Postpartum Doula business. All the links are available under the show notes at thethrivingbirthworker.com. Now, my ears definitely perked up when Darcy started talking about how movement is a non-negotiable self-care ritual that's become a huge part in her ability to thrive in this work for over 10 years. And I promise I did not pay her to say that. That all came from her. It was pretty spontaneous. So this is a powerful tool that we can tap into to support ourselves. And obviously, I'm all about that. And this is exactly why I created the Thriving Birth Worker community, along with the Movement Method course. So if your interest is at all piqued, I would highly suggest that you hop on over to thrivingbirthworker.com and look over the information about the course on my website and see if it looks like it's a good fit for you. Also, if any questions come up, simply send me an email and I'd love to hear your thoughts and experiences. I also have some free resources to get you started today on your movement journey. All of that can be found on the website. So that's all for this week. I hope you have a wonderful week continuing to support our beautiful birthing communities. I'm cheering you on as we all navigate this hard and beautiful life together. Bye for now. The information and discussion provided on this podcast are not intended and should not be construed as medical advice. If you have a medical concern, you should consult with an appropriately licensed physician or healthcare provider.